Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. I'm Britton. And I'm La Vista. I mean, I'm Alex. <laughs> and this week, we're talking about Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Do we? How do you guys spell judgment? With an E after the G or without one? I, I just do J-U-D-G-M-E-N-T. That's how I go. Anybody want to counter me on that? Rotten Tomatoes told me that that's how it's spelled because that's how I have it on the score sheet. Hey, there you go, Nailed Rotten it. Tomatoes. Nobody Starting else off. likes you but us. Starting off with some grammar <laughs> lessons. That you, you were doing fine until you you, you 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 ticked off the Marvel fans with Iron Fist, and now it's <laughs> now everyone hates you. You're <laughs> just gone. But we're with you, Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Like what do we got? Film. What are our scores? I like Iron Fist. What? It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> okay, so Terminator 2 Judgment Day, hey. directed by James Cameron from 1991. It has a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes from the critics and a 94% from the audience. So that's, that's a lower critic score, but a higher audience score. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can see that. I was um, uh, I was telling Tyler this earlier. So a friend of mine is reading a book of essays by David Foster Wallace. The podcast will not... This is this is as smart as the podcast is going to get, by the way. <laughs> this is the most artsy. Speak for yourself. I'm sorry, <laughs> David Foster Wallace living in Saskatchewan. Yeah. And he wrote... It's his book of essays. And, and, and one of them, he just apparently... And I haven't read it, so... Sorry. He trashes this movie. And just, like, rips it apart and talks about, like... James Cameron like made like some of the best action movies of the 80s and like the visual effects got to be too big of a thing I think it maybe was larger about just movies in general and how he felt like movies were getting too effects driven and whatever and watching the movie this time around I don't it's one of those things where I saw everything he was saying I felt the opposite way because I can understand why someone would watch this movie and go the first one is like this action movie like very straightforward and this is like a, an opera and that's fine and I love it but I see where somebody would have an issue with it I I would have those exact same complaints if it was, if it was like two James Cameron movies down. Sure. Like th this is not the one to pick a fight with. Yeah, sure. and sure. I, I don't know when the essay was written. And like I said, I don't, I'm not here to pick a bone with David Foster Wallace readers. Yeah, you are. Um, but it's just really interesting because this is one of those or, movies. Or actually, David Foster Wallace. Well, I think he's passed away. <laughs> no, no, no. But still. But still. Like, like David. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, it, that really. I, I, I wish I had thought to read it before we recorded this, but I didn't i don't do research <laughs> i watch the thing and i show up at the and we record it but um this is really interesting to me and i think that's because this movie is is terminator one on crazy steroids like everything is ramped up uh -huh. so that'll be interesting to talk about as we go forward all right best thing worst thing who's going first i can go yeah, um go. so my my favorite thing is the fact and this is going to tie into my my series on why Terminator and Alien are the same franchise um, my, my favorite thing is the fact that they make Arnold the good guy which is just I feel like that's such a genius move because this so could have turned into the Predator franchise mm -hmm. where with every am I ever I mean like the three Predator movies um, every movie they, they have to like sit there and be like oh th look the, there's something watching them from the distance and it's got heat vision what is it What what's ha even though we know what the Predator is yeah. this movie so could have been that but and, and I feel like that is kind of what the movies down the line do um, I've only seen Terminator 3 at this juncture but um, with this one the fact that they, they turn that around and they make it and it's a, it's a really well done twist because yes. you're kind of like wait so who we, we know one of these guys is good but what's happening and then you find out oh 
Arnold's the good guy now. Like, that's such... And, and the way yeah. they play it and everything is great. Apparently, all the marketing for this movie when it yes. came out completely ruined that. Oh, did it? Did it? I read the opposite. I thought, like, James Cameron was, like, insisting that they not show any shots of him with John Connor or anything. Oh, really? I remember seeing stuff that... that said the opposite I, I will I will. Check I don't this. know I, I'm sure like the marketing post release was very different yeah like once they had the toys out and everything but yeah but I agree like and, and Tom and I were talking about this earlier there's such a great the, 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 if, if I watch this movie and like suspend that disbelief and forget that I don't know which is the good Terminator because you know one like you said you know one of them is good one of them is bad but they don't tell you which that moment where you realize that Arnold's the good uh-huh. one is such uh-huh. a great payoff. Because what's the, the describe the, the the way that set up, the way we see that reveal? Oh, isn't it just like? I yeah, I just want to let you do it because I didn't want to hog all the oh, no, <laughs> I, time. Well, the line is, I mean, he he's he just like is walking up and they're both cornering John Connor down the hallway, and then mm-hmm. he that, he just said like there's the pause and like the music and everything, and he's the like slow motion. Yeah, and he's like get down or whatever he says, mm-hmm. and the, and that's a, such a great. You're like ah. He's and, and he has like the off. shotgun and the box of roses and yeah. all that. Oh, it's so good. And they do this great setup at the beginning where you see each of the Terminators kill someone because Arnold goes into the biker bar and rips everybody up, yeah. and then uh, which is which is the way we met Arnold in the first movie, just ramped up. And then the uh, Robert Patrick finds the police officer and like punches him really hard, apparently. Yeah. And and, and, and so maybe not kills, but at least yeah, somehow incapacitates him. Wounds, yeah. And there's a neat like. It's also kind of, you know, one of them is dressed as a biker and is dressed as a police officer to kind of subvert your expectations. Sure, so, sure, yeah. so all the, all the, 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 when he goes to, when Robert Patrick goes to the John, the Voights, Connor, John Connor's a, a foster family, uh-huh. they think, oh, here's a, here's a, a police officer. He's trying to help, sure. you know, this is a good guy. And it's kind of played where it's like, he talks to them and, and they're like, oh, there was another guy who came by earlier. Like, what's the deal with him? And he's like, oh, don't worry about him. And like, yeah, and you go, oh, is he like, is he going to take new... care of him? Is he, oh, mm-hmm. And and it's great because he looks like Kyle Reese as well. Mm. Like not, no, but exact, there's some like. But he's got the same same frame, same yes, build, and everything. And like yes. and that's all. Robert yeah. Patrick is great in this movie. Oh yeah, yeah, he's so good. Um, that's all. Yeah, I think that's all really well done. I completely um, agree. And talking about Alien, it's it's the kind of thing where I'm actually really interested to see. We were just talking about this, um, where James Cameron goes with Avatar two. Yeah, I hope he calls I know, it I know, Avatar two. I know, I know, I, Alex is over here just like, well... <laughs> I, I'm boycotting that movie on principle. I'm I hope not... he calls it... Oh, I hope it's A-V-A, the number two A-R. Avatar. <laughs> see, see so here's bad. the thing, because even if the critics give it good reviews, I still can't trust it. Because sure. the first one got good reviews, sure. yeah, yeah, and yeah. I don't like it at but all. But my yeah. thing is that this one will not be able to rely as much on the CGI now that he did it the first time, yeah. and the CGI's come so far. Like, it's not going to be the same thing, so he, it's yeah. like... He's going to have to have some narrative and, and because of that... It's, it's specifically thinking about this and Aliens, how James Cameron came in to both of these things and completely, like, added a completely new element and, and changed the way the franchise, like, yeah. Although, flows. They're, they're kind of the same movie both times. Just sure, with a sure. spin on it. Sure, sure. But, like, it's still... I mean, again, they're the same franchise. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, side note, the good robot, or the bad robot in the first one... Well, it's not the same the same robot exactly in Aliens, but there is a bad robot robot on the first one, yeah. and our ex- expectations are subverted because they're good in the second one. Yeah, okay. just saying. And I also just <laughs> say, just my short little bit of research. Apparently, it is like a huge infamous thing that the the trailers did spoil that oh. he was good. Huh. Interesting. Apparently, one of the taglines was "This time he's back for good." Hmm. Ooh. 
I see. That'd be kind of clever if they didn't push it any further. Yeah, just this time yeah. he's back. Can I just say I love the scene where where like they they meet Sarah Connor and she's like, oh yeah, beautiful, yeah. and she's having like a PTSD moment, oh, and he says, "Come with me if you want." Oh, to yeah, live. like yeah. that. So, they they do such done. beautiful things with her her PTSD in this movie. Yeah. Like it's extraordinary. Apparently, Cameron un obviously unsuccessfully campaigned for her to win an Oscar for it. Huh. And I was like, that's a a little strong. Yeah, I, don't, I think I don't she's, know awesome. If she's quite. I think she's awesome she's really in this. Good, yeah. Like yeah. she's fantastic. I don't think she's front and center enough. Yeah, for that. Yeah. yeah. I I mean, it, and again, it, it really speaks to how great Linda Hamilton is that she's giving two such different performances, and they're both great, and they're and they're both great, but they also feel connected. It yeah. doesn't feel like she she's playing an extension of the previous character. Like it's this this movie, while being eight years removed or eight seven eight years removed from the first one, connects to and completes that first one really beautifully. Like it's 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 just extraordinary. What was your what was your oh, worst thing? I was gonna say my worst thing is probably Edward Furlong. There you go. I'm 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 sorry. I don't, I don't and that's not I'm not like saying Edward Furlong is the worst. Um, no, it's just he's just a child actor, and I get it. That's not yeah. And and apparently you guys have been talking about there's there's all sorts of weird stuff with his dialogue and and him his voice was changing and they were trying to get that to yeah so stay they consistent. Pitched, they, they pitched back a lot. I, pitched up a lot of his. I'm I mean I I hold nothing against him. I just don't think he's very good in this movie. Yeah, that's that's just. And I know he's still acting, but I was looking at his IMDb the other day, and he hasn't been in anything like major. Sure. Um, which I mean, hey, more, what, you're you're working like that's what matters. The yeah. last big thing he was in was the Seth, uh, the Seth Rogen Green Hornet movie. Yeah. Was he really? Who was he in that? He's in that for like ten seconds. Oh, okay. Probably like as a cameo. Kind yeah. Of deal, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. He is kind of, and it's not like that. He's terrible. It's just that. Some of his line readings are kind of annoying, and his facial like, like when they're sitting in the car driving, and he's like, "You gotta sound like people talk," and I'm like, "Maybe you should do the same thing." <laughs> Say things like, "No problemo." No problemo. It's oh man. Best and worst, Alex. Um, it's very hard for me to come up with the best thing. There's, a lot of, I, I a don't, lot of great I don't like this one nearly as much as the first one, but there is a lot yeah. to like. Um. I, I probably have to go with Miles Dyson because oh, I really like him. Played by the great Joe Morton. Well, I just find it fascinating comparing it to something like Avatar where it's like, okay, in that movie we have the evil corporate guys yeah. and they, they are they are just bad guys. Yeah. There, there's no dimension to them at all. Right. Whereas with this, you get that scene where Sarah Connor's confronting them and she's about to shoot him and she can't do it. It's like, no, he's just a normal guy. Yeah, he doesn't know what's coming. Like, Yeah, and, and like... It feels so much more complex mm -hmm. because he feels like an actual character and not yeah. a cartoon. And, and Joe Morton is really good in this. I love the way he plays that scene where he's trying to hold the thing above the detonator yeah. so everyone can get out, and then he just finally breathes out, and, yeah. and that death is really, really. That's boring. it's just a performance I needed at that point in the movie because yeah. Arnold obviously he's being stoic Arnold, yeah, of course, and Edward Furlong being. Right. annoying little yeah and Linda Hamilton's <laughs> and just like frayed at the edges yeah I needed someone to bring in hu humanity oh yeah uh -huh. it's kind of like when you're watching uh, Whiplash which which Tyler and I were actually yeah. talking about earlier and you have like all of these obsessive characters and then you have Melissa Benoist in there who's just this very like calm yeah open <laughs> window of a person and I was just like what a relief and, very, and by design yeah. Uh, so, fun fact: apparently, Denzel Washington was offered the role of Miles Dyson. Interesting. But he turned it down because he said, "No offense to Jim Cameron, but I read the script, and all he does is look scared and sweat." And Which? I and I don't want to do that. And then I watched the movie, and I was like, "Yeah, he does." And his <laughs> wife is played by S. Apatha Merkerson, who's a fantastic actress. 
And I was watching kind of like, I wish that these are two of the most talented actors in the movie, and I wish they had given them more to do than uh-huh. just like scream. They yeah. did a great job of screaming, but like, sure. I, I know what both of these people are capable of. Yeah. Joe Morton was on a show called Eureka, and he was in. The, oh, was I? Th- I knew I recognized him. Yeah, and he's, he's in Eureka. Huh. And he's like one of the main. Guys. I haven't watched Eureka in a long time, but and of course him. he's in our favorite movie, Batman versus Superman, for twenty seconds. Who is he in that? He's he's Cyborg's father yeah. in the, oh, right, in right, the right, right. stupid cameo. Whatever. All right. So my worst thing, <laughs> I kind of brought this up in the first episode. Um, it's just the the sort of retconning of, of the idea of no fate but what we make for ourselves. Right, right, right. Which is not actually in the message that Kyle Reese tells Sarah in yeah. the first movie. I, I was trying to look it up. Apparently, at some point in an original version of the script, mm. it is in there. Mm. But for some reason, it just doesn't end up in the final cut. He does say, um, the future is not set. Yeah. That's one sure. thing he says. So, okay. Sure. But you cannot end it with, it's the exact same photo that Kyle gets. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't set it up as a time loop and then in the next movie go, we can completely change everything. Sure. Like, you're, that the first movie is hinged so much on, oh, it's fate. Yeah. Like, this is all just meant to happen. And then the next one, they're just like, oh, we can change the future. And then we'll get into the next one. But then it just get it keeps no. flip-flop, flip-flopping no. back and forth. Of, yeah. Anything goes, because it's Terminator. Yeah. Um, and, and then there's also just a bunch of weird retconning where, I don't know, it feels like with the first one, James Cameron was just restricted in what he could do. Right. So he did what he what he could okay, yeah. and then with this one it's like this is the movie he actually wants to make yeah. and if there's small little contradictions to continuity and stuff whatever yeah it kind of feels like the same way I felt while watching rewatching Aliens um but thinking back to Avatar cause it I, we talked about this in the, the Aliens podcast that there's there's a lot of interesting similarities mm-hmm. like in the, in kind of the, the setup and, and the design and everything and it, it, it does kind of feel the same way where it's like James Cameron is very much someone who is he's he never feels like he's got it right and mm-hmm. he and he keeps wanting to push it and in doing so yeah like once it's it's George Lucas all over again mm-hmm. not not nearly that to that extreme where he's going back no, and change no, his old but... stuff but it's the same idea where George Lucas is like no 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 this is what I really wanted to do yeah. and then he's going back and he's changing things that people were like no you're fine no, but, that but, was good but instead of just making a new product he just continues yes. to tinker with yes. the old stuff right. could you imagine if James Cameron did, did oh, re- special uh, editions apparently he has licensed people as of this year year redacted so you in the future won't know so they can't find us <laughs> um, it's 2018 the same year as Terminator Salvation yeah oh <laughs> And then uh, the, apparently he is, is, he is trying to get a 3D re-release for Terminator 2. Like, oh, he is. To, like, Isn't it supposed to come out this summer? Like a 4K. I don't know if it's the summer or if he just got the rights this year. Huh. I know he gets the rights to Terminator in like 2019. Yeah. Okay. He gets the rights back. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, we'll see. But, but um, I, I completely forgot what the My- Miles Dyson thing yeah. when I was comparing it to Avatar. Like there's the bit where he's talking about all the corporate stuff he's yeah. like oh they we were told not to ask about it and she's like you 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 corporate people you, you scientists yeah. you don't know how to create something you don't know how to create life it's like okay this feels like james cameron getting on his soapbox yeah but it's actually working and it's not beating me over the head with the message right mm-hmm. because i feel like there's an actual conversation here and yeah. it's not just a one-sided monologue it's just a gosh dang tree. <laughs> I don't like Avatar. <laughs> we spent was it aliens that we spent 
the entire podcast bashing Avatar? No, no, no. I spent yes, the entire podcast. I need to rewatch it because I haven't seen it. I saw it at a second run theater, not in 3D. And so my friends and I left it. And so I admittedly did not get the experience James Cameron intended me to have. Sure. So I, I grant that. However, at the same time, if if the movie wouldn't be... If the only thing that's impressive about the movie is the effects, you don't have a very impressive movie. Sure, sure, which, sure. Which is very much the case. Yeah, if there's still not like an interesting narrative or something pulling me along. Yeah. Like, Stephen Lang is cool, but, you know, that's yeah. it. But then, of course, there's also... A, back, back to my worst thing, there's a whole bunch of just weird continuity issues. Like, Kyle says specifically whatever is sent back has to be encased with actual human tissue right the liquid metal man that is not actual human tissue that yeah, is yeah, yeah. like he's faking it but that's not actually what it is right so that just doesn't make any sense whatsoever yeah i thought about that but you're right um and then also in the first movie kyle says oh john's about to win the war in the future that's why they sent this terminator back so what's the story with the liquid metal man did John not end up winning the war like uh, immediately, well, I guess, and then it kept the war kept going, and then they were able to develop the I guess, metal man. I guess theoretically, well, no, I have no idea. I mean, the the point is we don't get enough information on that. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. A, that's a minor quibble, but yeah. um, just little things like that that I was I was constantly seeing where I'm like, okay, I feel like this is this is what James Cameron wanted all along, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he's just kind of sidestepping a lot of stuff from the first one. Sure, sure, yeah. Again, is, again, same thing. I think he very much is never happy with what he makes. Yeah. And is always like... Eh. Which is annoying to me because it helped... It, it kind of kept me from getting as emotionally involved in the yeah. stories I should have because I was constantly like, well, the premise for this movie doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me from the get-go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the no fate but what you make. Like... It, it's not a complete contradiction, but it's it's butting heads with the first movie thematically. Right, sure. right, right. Sure. I think I think this movie is an exercise more in what's so in just technical filmmaking. Yeah. Because if I may segue into my best and worst, go ahead. My my best thing about this movie is well, I guess my my worst thing is there's lots of weird loops dialogue, not just with Furlong, just kind of in general. It's a little distracting. It's not a huge deal, but that's my worst thing. My best thing is all the other design elements in this. The editing is amazing. The cinematography is gorgeous. The effects are really, really good. The production design is fantastic. The makeup is great. The opening? The opening is stunning. Mm-hmm. That's that's the movie I want. Like, <laughs> when, they, when they get to Terminator Salvation, they're like, this is the future war you've been waiting on. It, that no, that's Mad Max with Terminators. That's not yeah. what we saw. That's not what the fans yeah. wanted. The fact that, we, that one of the first effects we see in this movie is the the Terminator machines walking around in the future, already looking so much better than the oh, stop yeah. motion. And so I like the stop motion stuff in the first yeah. one. Yeah, but super creepy. You already see like okay, this movie's on another level. The, the oh, we've got money this time, yeah. money. and the effects in this are, are are largely very very good. I love the the idea of. When uh, Arnold and um, Robert Patrick come back, they're in these like orbs yeah. and th- of energy, and they 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 destroy whatever's nearby. Mm-hmm. So like, I think Arnold shows up near like the trucker bar, and so there's like a whole you, you see like there's like a, uh, a section of the truck he landed yeah. that's like scythed out, yeah, and there's like a hole in the fence where the where Robert mm-hmm. Patrick landed, which I and, thought was and there's a hole in the ground, a hole in the ground there's too, a, yeah, yeah. Which in the first one, Kyrie's just like drops out, which again I understand different different budget. That was a great idea. Um, and I think that the the liquid metal stuff doesn't hold up as well now, but for the time is really <coughs> impressive. Like when Robert Patrick uh, uh, goops into the uh, into the uh, the helicopter, yeah, 
for the time that was like what are you kidding me like a lot of the stuff when it, when um he's like in the police uniform with the helmet and everything at the end and, oh, yeah. and Arnold's just like shooting him uh-huh. and you're seeing like and that's not like them adding on like the makeup and stuff that's like CGI yeah and yeah, getting yeah. hit with bullets it looks amazing when he shoot when Arnold shoots him he kind of explodes and he's that horrible warped demon thing extraordinary I'm, I'm pretty sure that's um puppetry that's I, I don't yeah exactly there, there's some there's yeah. some physical stuff I, there I'm I'm of two minds about the the liquid terminator because like the worst it looks is when he's getting destroyed at the end and it's kind of melding into like the the big chrome monster thing. Oh yeah, and he's turning into all the different faces. Yeah, but then it, the, like the last thing he turns into, it doesn't look very. It looks good. like the scream, um, the painting. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like when he actually turns into like when whenever he's transforming like throughout the movie, and he and he goes like in this like liquid form. Yeah. I feel like that does not look very good now. I mean, obviously that's just what given yeah. how far we've come. That's you know. And that's the the perspective I'm looking at it from, but I feel like that's that's really dated. Um, however, I do feel like the end of the movie there's a lot of and and also all the stuff where he turns into like blades and like his arms yeah. stick out. That all looks awesome. Yeah, that all looks terrific. super cool and terrible. Because that's also a mixture of, of practical effects. There, and like some of the stuff, like the start, the part in the where he's in the uh, hospital and he like steps through the railing and everything. Oh, yeah. Like all that looks really cool. And at the end, after he like freezes and then melts out, and so he's kind of like all out of whack. Um, and his feet are like changing into the ground, and and like there's ripples going across his face. I think all that looks really yeah. good. It's and and there's a couple of times, like especially when Arnold shoots him with a grenade launcher, and and like he shoots him with a shotgun in the head early in the movie, and his head like splits apart. Yeah. Like all that looks really really awesome. Um, but I feel like just in general when they're just like straight up, we're gonna do this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When, I, I know what you when, mean. when they don't really quite have it there yet, or when they're I trying think. to show off the effect. Yeah, I think. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and I, I think that this this movie is such a brilliant ex- exercise in like what great editing, action movie mm-hmm. editing can be. The chase scene through the, like Oof. the L.A. whatever that escape park or something with the truck, like I don't even I, I can't I don't know how they yeah pulled like any of that off. Like they the rip truck, off part of the truck and literally because literally none of that looks like it. Yeah, I don't know if it is all completely practical, but it all looks a, and a lot just of it one hundred percent. Most of it is. It's, yeah, I mean, I, I can't see any other way they do it because it looks so yeah. good. No, I mean, even the shot where it's... it's it, I don't think it's actually Arnold. I think it's a stunt. Oh, there's a few shots that are so clearly yeah. not him and Furlong. But, no, but the bike, when it jumps off... Yeah. And it's like, it's wire work. Yeah. Like, it has to be wire work. Oh, it is, it is. But it looks incredible. Yeah, they just digitally removed the cable. Yeah. I was reading about that. Yeah, I mean, it, though, that that whole sequence is... And, and Arnold spinning the shotgun, it's really cool. Oh, yeah. Like The that, shotgun spinning is it's glorious. It's so cool. Then, then just like cool <laughs> like that's yep. just cool see this is cool it, it's cool but it's not Zack Snyder oh let's just right. let's just slow down the footage and stop the There's movie your, uh, because no, the shot looks good just we, we met our Snyder bashing quota this is for neat. the podcast th- but that's his whole <laughs> shtick whenever you see an interview with him he's like oh I thought this shot would be cool like that's his thing where he's like it looks cool yeah so here's something where it's like it, no it's just naturally cool it's the difference between trying to make a good it. movie and creating cool things out of it and just being like I want to do what I think will be cool One chase, and, and, and chasing iconography rather than iconography coming out emerging from what you yeah. made yeah yeah, yeah. that whole chase sequence is unreal and like the the, the helicopter chase at the end is just mm-hmm. like holy crap I mean, so much of it is so beautiful narratively it's not as strong as the first one right but it's just as a as a ride it's insane fun 
Oh yeah, it's just fantastic. I think almost this this and Terminator One are kind of a great exercise. And I think the first one is the whole is greater than the sum of its parts mm. because you can kind of poke a few more holes in the technical stuff just because they weren't there yet technologically and budgetarily, yeah. um, budgety. Um, but but the the story budget wise budget wise okay yeah thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's trying to be it's trying to get my articularity going. And then the the but, but the the narrative is tight and it's good clean loop and it works and the themes and it's set and this one's a little looser it's, not, it's still not a bad plot but it's, it's not as as constrained but then you have all these amazing pieces that make it up see I I would say this one feels a lot more like a Christopher Nolan movie it does like it does. in terms of broad strokes it really works there's a lot of cool thematic stuff the character stuff's working really well but then there's like it's so ambitious, they they just kind of leave some stuff behind. Yeah. And inevitably, when you when you do that in your movie, you're going to hit some sour notes here and there, just because you've got too many moving parts. Yeah, and it's it's still incredibly impressive because we've seen so many movies try these these big leaps and fail. I just find it amazing that we're able to watch this after all these years and still be wowed by the action scenes. Completely. Yeah. And then yeah. we can watch like whatever latest action schlock comes out and we're like, oh. Oh, I I can tell that's not actually Liam Neeson doing that stuff. Like, yeah, and that, it, and 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 the, again, there's a shot in this where it's so obviously someone in a bad way, I guess, for a long oh, yeah. and not Schwarzenegger, <laughs> and and I don't even care. I noticed it, but I was like, yeah, but look at what the thing is. And you know what? The the shot was framed and it looked good, and, and they they let it linger so you could actually see what was happening. The, the, yeah, this yeah. is like the editing for the action scenes is superb. The editing in this movie is. Perfect. Other than the sound looping. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, it won an Oscar for editing. This is interesting. That this makes is, that makes. This is the sense. only Terminator movie to be nominated for an Oscar, and it was nominated for like six. Huh. It won like three or I'm gonna look it up. It won like three or four, and was nominated for like six. It was it was, well, it was and, and big Oscar. You say it's the only Terminator that was nominated. The first two are the only ones that could have been. Oh, completely. <laughs> it's it's mostly just the first one was not nominated is the part that's surprising. I would say Salvation probably should have been nominated for some effects work. But sure. That's. <laughs> yeah, I, okay. I think we'll it's, get there. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet, so I don't know. Yeah, it won for best sound, which is funny. It's out of huh. editing. Um, it won for visual effects, of course, and makeup. Excuse me, they won for editing. Makeup. Yeah. Okay. The makeup in this is. Impeccable. Not 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 just the liquid metal man with the. What is Ooh. his designation? What what is T one thousand? T one thousand and T eight hundred is Arnold. Okay, but but yeah, the the makeup on Arnold when when like part oh, of when, his his mm -hmm. his face is missing. No, some of the shots I'm like, that has to be some CGI, right? That that yeah. can't all be makeup. Whatever didn't work about the makeup in the first movie is done and yep. fixed. But and, I, and the scene where he cuts his arm off to do the oh, yeah. thing. Oh man. But I just. I, I feel like more and more when I watch movies, I'm like, oh, I can tell how they did that. Yeah. This, I'm still like, it's so convincing, I can't tell how mm -hmm. they did it. I'm sure. pretty sure it was makeup, but they could have CGI enhancements. I can't tell. Yeah. yeah. The, it, it, and that's that's yeah. the thing about this is that it, it almost, the fact that some of the CGI for the, the Liquid Terminator looks kind of just like dated makes you realize what the state of CGI was at the time. It makes you wonder like, wait, does that mean the rest of this movie is completely like yeah <laughs> not like it makes you think about like how did they get the rest of this to look so good absolutely whereas today you know they can touch up anything 
It's a much better looking movie than the first one, just in yeah. terms of like even the color palette. The color palette. It, this there are some it, shots of this. It is that are much just more pretty. It's much more pleasing to the eye than the yeah. first. The first one's very dreary. And... Oh, the shots of L.A. are gorgeous. Yeah, I mean, there's some really beautiful uh, shots in here. The guy who filmed it also was the the director of photography for Snakes on a Plane and The Santa Claus Two. By the way, so what? Yeah, cinematographers have the most amazing and Rush Hour. He's actually done a bunch of Schwarzenegger movies. Junior North. Sister Act, Toys, which, ooh, Toys. Ghost, Turner and Hooch, yeah. Like, this guy has a career. Three Men and a Baby. Um, but for, for an action movie like this to be nominated for cinematography and film editing, in the Oscar world, people don't realize this. Editing is a really big category at the Oscars because you don't realize how important editing is to a movie. Sure. Um, until you see a badly edited one. Editing is the reason Star Wars works. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, the and like, Mad Max. I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, Fury Road. But, like, the, the Terminator 2 was nominated for film editing is, like, kind of a big yeah. deal. And, and and shows how much respect there was and, and still is for this movie. I mean, this is something that people it's, really... I feel like it's one of the, the best. I mean, I, no one would disagree with this. It is definitely one of the best, if not, like... It, it, as far as like the the category of action movies where there's not a yeah. whole, like there is character stuff for sure in it and that Absolutely. and that's part of what what makes it work too is that there's it does actually get you invested mm-hmm. but it but the the as far as a movie where the core of the movie is the action yeah this is like this is one of the best ones yeah it's it's easily it's, yeah because you have movies like Jurassic Park is not an action movie no um it's a thriller uh but like yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I can think of very few movies that are on the same level. Exactly. Like Fury Road, certainly, and I won't try to think of others. Mm-hmm. They'll be here forever. But yeah, I, I completely agree. It is, technically speaking and uh, cinematically speaking, really impressive and really a wonder that, like you said, we're still sitting here all these years later going, oh my god, how do they do that? That looks yeah. so good. Cause usually, the helicopter flying under oh the, the overpass? Yeah. <laughs> All like this, they did that for real. All of this stuff is just, it, it, and that what that is is that's just good. That's just talent. And I don't want to stroke uh, Cameron's ego any more than it already has been. Because because we have like like I've said we've oh oh don't worry you're you're balancing the equation. Yeah yeah we've True. we've de- we've destroyed him in current James Cameron. True. We, we've destroyed his future. Let's praise his past. There we go. <laughs> but but you can definitely see. You no can see how we make for ourselves. It, it's it's so interesting to see James Cameron's entire career just going from like when you look at both Terminators and Aliens, yeah, and seeing how he got from that to Titanic and Avatar, which in a lot of ways are a lot more lowest common denominator. But you can see how this this man ended up creating. Is are they still the two highest grossing? movies of all time or something I mean something they're, world, they're around worldwide I, I believe so something along those domestically lines. I believe Force Awakens is Jurassic World yeah, beat yeah. something Jurassic World beat, took, it? took it for a minute yeah and granted this kind of stuff but is always still, shifting and adjusting yeah, yeah, for inflation but, but like Titanic last it, it might Titanic is still in the top yeah yeah basically you can see alright exactly, I'll look it up <laughs> you can see exactly how this guy yeah. figured out the, the, the craft of filmmaking so much in order to do that, even if we don't really like those movies that much, he is still one of the the few people in Hollywood he, you can put his name on it yeah. and it sells. Yeah, because he, yeah, he he really did figure out commercial filmmaking to be sure. Uh-huh. He is not an auteur. He's mm-hmm. not an art art film director. And although he doesn't he, have to be. Although he thinks he is. Right. <laughs> Nowadays but, he thinks he is. Yeah. But I mean, the guy. Even has... if you like him, he's kind of pretentious now. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's definitely got some ego. 
But I mean, you can't deny the, the the talent on hand for something like this and Terminator One and Aliens. And I'm really excited about watching Abyss and True Lies in my own life. I mean, th- th- this guy has something that's clear. Yeah. And uh, this is a great testament to that. Um, also, I'm gonna forget about it, I mentioned it. Some fun fact: uh, minor actors in this movie that we didn't realize were in it. Xander Berkeley plays John Connor's foster dad. Xander Berkeley was on 24 and Nikita, and he's on Walking Dead right now. He's awesome. Uh, Hank, Who does he play on Walking Dead? Uh, Gregory, leader of, oh, okay. uh, quote unquote, leader of the Hilltop. I completely did not connect that. Oh yeah. Okay. He's great. He usually plays like these really tough. Games. I don't watch Walking Dead. I know who this is. Yeah, Alexander <laughs> Berkeley's a wonderful actor. Um, uh, Hank Schrader is in this movie for Breaking Bad. He's one of the SWAT guys. He's the SWAT guy. Huh. I saw him through the gas mask. I he, was like, he has a little bit of hair. Yeah, he's the one who's huh. talking to to Dyson, and Dyson's like, "I can't hold it for much longer." And he's oh, like, really? fall back. That's yeah. him. As Hank Schrader. And then uh, the the foster mom is uh, uh, Vasquez. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh wow! There's a is it ah oh. is it Jeanette or is it Janet? I think it's Jeanette. Go- Goldstein. I think it's Jeanette. Yeah. Of course, Goldstein, and she was playing a Hispanic one. Oh, yeah, there you go. There's also uh, John Connor's buddy who has a '90s mullet. Oh, I love it! It's it is awesome. such a glorious mullet. His his name is Danny Cooksey. Danny Cooksey would go on to be in a bunch of like Nickelodeon, like Salute Your Shorts and stuff shows when I was growing up. Most importantly, he voiced Montana Max on Tiny Toons. As well as Milo uh, in a cartoon show nobody watched but me called Pepper Ann. One of the greatest cartoons of the late 90s. And he voiced uh, Milo, and I love him for it. <laughs> and he's a very good singer, and we don't know that, but he's a very good singer. I don't know if he's still working. but Interesting. Okay, so t- Avatar and Titanic are the two highest grossing movies worldwide, it looks like. Okay. Followed by Force Awakens, which is the highest domestically. Right. Okay. And then after that, Jurassic World, yeah. it looks like. Okay. Yeah. Man, I like one of those movies. One and a half. <laughs> I need to see Titanic again, honestly. It didn't really thrill me, but I can't deny the technical achievements in that movie. Like, I really can't pretend those aren't... The 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 sinking effect. I really can't. Oh yeah, oh, yeah the entire the entire though. sinking of the. T- also, which 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 movies were you talking about just now? I like um, Force Awakens and kind of Jurassic World. Oh okay okay. I don't gotcha, like gotcha. Avatar very much, and I'm not a big fan of Titanic. I need to watch both of them again though, because again, I watched Titanic on a TV at a friend's house, and I watched. This is kind of a time to the joke from the last podcast. Uh, our town was hit by what we consider a blizzard. And we were just iced over for a few days, so we were just like hanging out at my buddy's house. And we're like, "What do we watch?" So we watched a David Blaine magic special because, because why not? It was the '90s, and then we watched uh, Titanic on DVD because it was the '90s. Because we were like young guys in our twenties, like, "Hey, what do you do, man? Let's watch Titanic." And and that's a, Titanic is interesting because I feel like a lot of people, I I've seen the complaint all the time where it's like, "Oh, you're trivializing this huge thing because by making it about a romance," and and I get that. But Titanic, that entire like sequence of the the ship yeah. sinking and like all of that stuff, where where like the people are like that entire thing and all the different pieces, it's just of it. so like destructive and terrifying, and, also and, and well done and sad and yeah, yeah like I, the, I it's yeah it for, if he had not put so much care and attention into that, I would I would agree with that more. But I don't actually have that much of a problem with that part of the movie because yeah. of because of how much he's like. And I think the love story is just kind of the human interest element to kind yeah. of get us to that yeah. point. So we're not just watching a bunch of rich people walk around going, "Oh, lovely port," for six <laughs> hours, and then we go, "Oh my god, there's a disaster!" It's like, so here are two characters we can follow and care about, 
and now everything's yeah. going to hell. There was room on the door, anyway. <laughs> also, people making that complaint, there's been countless Titanic movies beforehand, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're full of crap. One of them is an animated movie with a rapping dog. Isn't that Titanic 2? Sure is. Can we watch it for the podcast? No. <laughs> Can we just watch all the Titanic movies? <gasps> that have ever been made we'll oh, get to talk about James Cameron no because then I'd have to point out every time he rips off a moment from one of the other Titanic movies in his movie wouldn't it be great if there was a rapping dog in the James Cameron Titanic <laughs> well Leo I'm gonna tell you about A plus I remember watching Titanic for the first time about a year ago and I was giving you like the play by play while I was watching it I was like letting you know at what point I was where it like completely <laughs> lost me I'm like I liked like the first hour, <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh, oh, it's 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 like Avatar." Just oh, without... it's a kissing movie. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's my problem. Even though I love Sarah Connor and Kyle Reese. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> one of these is a fully developed romance, and one of these things is for the lowest common denominator. Continue. How, how great <laughs> is? Um... Linda Hamilton in this movie though in Titanic uh, not Titanic <laughs> I would love if Linda Hamilton were in Titanic this is miss the whole thing she's okay. got like an Uzi she's walking around going okay just just <laughs> we're sinking get down <laughs> she's like mowing down Billy Zane <laughs> just on the basis she's, she's shooting the iceberg <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and then like the iceberg turns around and it's it's actually Robert Patrick <laughs> Where is John? Call to John now. <laughs> How far back did I go? He's got, he found, like, Connor, like, one of the, like, the Astors or something, like, way back on the, the Connors, like, immigrated to America from the Titanic. <laughs> and it's, it's Arnold going, chill out. As the, <laughs> no, it's just him in the Mr. Freeze costume. <laughs> Iceberg needs to chill. What happened to the Titanic? The Ice Age. No, that's... Arnold, I don't. No, no, no. That's that's the plot of the movies. They 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 send, They realize that one of the Connors' ancestors was on the Titanic, and so they send Arnold back. But it's a new Terminator version. That's that's Mister Freeze, and, it, and and he creates the iceberg. And you know who sent the Titanic back? General Taft from the future. Oh my god! Who's like I have to fulfill my great ancestor's oh legacy. Oh my! There's god. your time loop. There's your connection. connection. They destroy they destroy Skynet in like one of the movies, and then it, it gets taken over. Like a, a new timeline branches off, and it's Taftnet. Taftnet. <laughs> it's like we have to destroy the Titanic. Why? It's in my blood. <laughs> it's who we are. I love Terminator Tannic. Can I just. Can, can we talk about the, the no. weird scene no, where, we can't. where the guy at the hospital licks her face? Oh, God. Awful. That was Awful. so weird. Does he die? Did she end up killing him? She smacks him in the face really hard. Apparently, oh, so. Get on. When, when he beats her earlier in the movie, yeah. apparently on set, like he was, he the, the actor was very uncomfortable with that. He's like, I'm not going to hit you as yeah. hard as you want me to. And of course, Linda Hamilton He's be, just like, being, do it. Yeah, she's like, no, 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 you need to hit me. Like, yeah, 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 that's that's what will make the scene better. And she was so pissed off at him that she actually hit him really hard when they filmed that the part where she hits him. <laughs> she don't play. Her oh, twin, her twin sister plays T one thousand. Her later on in the movie. Yeah. Oh, there's multiple times when when they use her. Yeah, and the uh, uh, also one of the attendants. Uh, there, there's two attendants who we see a lot. One of them is a, this black guy, Mark Christopher Lawrence, who's 
He plays um. You guys wouldn't know this, but he plays a uh, Big Mike um Chuck, which is one of my favorite TV shows. Huh. So I was like, eh, it's Big Mike. Um, yes, I think if I if it's the guy you're talking about, I think he look. I feel like he looks a lot like Neil deGrasse Tyson, and that was distracting me. He does in, kind in, of in this movie. Bit. He does because he's got the mustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's. I really, really like him. I really loved uh, Sarah's hair in this movie. It's so great. The ponytail and like the bangs, which is such a nice departure from the oh, I, I, giant. 80s oh, I love thing. when you get to her nightmare sequence and she's kind of got the yeah. the, the semi eighties hair back. Can, I wish, can, we, can we talk about the opening titles? And oh, they're amazing. Like like the burning swing set. Yeah, that's it's like so terrifying. Oh, and that, and that nightmare sequence too is. Just incredible. Oh, yeah. apparently, like actual nuclear physicists commended James Cameron because they're like, no, this is the most most accurate portrayal of a nuclear explosion wow. like ever put to film. And that's another thing where you're like, how exactly did they do that without like? Oh, just the effect of like her on burning and then yeah. like well, you well, s- it explodes and, and it's like her skeleton. Like I don't know how well, they and, did that. And specifically, like the 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 thing where everyone turns to like ash, ash and, then, and, and then blows yeah. away. I'm like, what are you, huh? Yeah, what? It's extraordinary. Yeah. yeah, the opening titles to this, it's it's really impressive when a movie can do an opening title sequence. It's not the movie and hold my attention. Mm-hmm. And, and this is, it's just fire and explosions, but I was still just completely absorbed by it. It was just really well done. It's very Terrence Malick. It's, it's partially the score as well. Oh, yeah. Which, like Absolutely. I said, as I said in the last one, the last one is, is the exact same score, but it's very techno-y. Yeah, it's very, yeah, yeah. very... Um, minimal and this one it's like a full orchestration and it's beautiful and it's somber completely oh it's great it's it's and I really liked the way they brought some of the iconography back and it didn't annoy me when he says I'll be back yeah that was really good mm-hmm. and um, come with me if you want to live oh, beautiful oh don't worry this. those will get old real fast and that's why I was savory in this movie he says don't come with me if you want to live I was like it's so oh. good right now oh even this the, is such a great moment even the moment towards the beginning where um he gets knocked through the glass in the store yeah, yeah. that happens in the first one yeah. at Tech Noir where he just gets knocked back on his back like out into the mm-hmm. street it's, it's also it's like poetry it rhymes it's just a a, a, a beautiful um, the fact that I was not annoyed by this very obvious fan service because fan service is not always a bad thing it just worked here like Cameron knew what they wanted. Did I, I feel like a lot of people are too cynical about fan service. I, I think, yeah, because so, and sometimes it, it is annoying, and and I I agree. It distract you force it too hard, it distracts yeah. from the movie. Here, I thought it just it, it made those scenes more fun because, and it, honestly, for him to say "Come if you want to live," there's it's kind of cruel writing because it's just going to remind her again. Like remember the last time you heard this? Remember mm-hmm. everything that happened? Yeah. It's, oh, and, oh! The last guy who said this was was the guy you fell in love with. Now yeah. it's the guy who looks like the the, the thing that murdered that him. You. That that shot of him coming out of the elevator and her freaking out is so well yeah, done. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah! I also that uh, that had to be something that was circling in in his mind for a while yeah. when when he was coming up with the the story. Absolutely, and I'm really glad they included that. And I really uh, want to talk about Robert Patrick and how great he is in this. He's generally a very wonderful actor. I've I've seen. He usually plays very intense characters for obvious reasons. Yeah. Um, he was also the dad in Bridge to Terabithia, which is one of my favorite movies. Oh, huh. well, that's um, true. Yeah. He's great in that. He's really great in this because, like, he's got that the stare down. But the physicality of, of, of the performance is so impressive because he doesn't act like a robot in his herky-jerky movements, mm-hmm. but he acts like a robot. Yeah. And I love the way he runs, like, the... Yeah, his ne- running. Ne- yeah, knee, uh, knee to chest. 
The only person who beats him for best cinematic running is Tom Cruise. The yeah. only person. Oh yeah, and apparently he he trained extensively so that they wouldn't have to like adjust the frame rate or anything yeah. when he ran. That was just. Well, I know there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, versions where where um, Edward Furlong's on the bike trying to get away from him, and he immediately catches up to the bike. Yeah. Like they had to film that I, over I and over again because he was running too fast. There are I, I had to suspend my disbelief here because there's a part of that chase scene is Edward Furlong on this little baby scooter. <laughs> I know. I think I know exactly. Yeah, what you're a, a scooter babe, if you will, just rolling through the thing, and and then there's like a giant semi truck barreling after it, and Arnold's on a motorcycle, and I was like, I I'm I'm here. I'm totally here. He, that kid would be dead <laughs> because there's a semi truck barreling after him full tilt and he's like no well specifically the, the semi truck hits it yeah it actually it taps it at one point it actually taps it at which point the, the bike would have just been like oh, we're it done just, just completely but lost but Britain it. there's no fable we make for ourselves <laughs> you're right little Joel Schumacher <laughs> little Jim Henson's Joel Schumacher babies um Jim Henson's director babies with all the little anyway but but again, I, I that's again a sign of how well done that scene is that I didn't care that I was like okay yeah the, he's getting away on the scooter this is great I'm 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 totally into this, um, it's it's a it's a it's a thing it's an achievement, yeah. and then it's very upsetting to know the rest of the the franchise is just summer movie just schlock, yeah. you know just there you go, here's some robots punching stuff. Yeah. Also, I guess uh, uh, the the little girl that the the uh, the uh, T1000 talks to about, hey, have you seen John Connor? Yeah, he went to the gallery. She apparently is supposed to theoretically be his wife because she has red hair, and in the later movies, John Connor's wives had red hair or something. Yeah. They they try to hamburger hamburger. It, it's not that direct when they address it in the next one, but yeah, it, I think it's more like a fan theory, I guess. Yeah. Huh. Um. Also, I love that every adult John Connor looks completely different. <laughs> Christian Bale, Josh Charles. No, not Josh Charles. God, he's from Dead Poet Society. Uh, what's his name? Who plays in Genesis? What's his name? Jason, Jason Clark. Jason Clark. Josh Charles. And then Lord. Nick Stahl's him in three. Yeah, Nick Stahl. And then um, uh, an older an older man plays him in this one. And it's just all four of these actors look completely different from each other. None of them look Well, it's funny because they didn't bring Edward Furlong back because of his drug problem. Right. And then they didn't bring Nick Stahl back for salvation because of his drug problem. <laughs> and they didn't bring Christian Bale back because of his yelling problem. <laughs> and also, he was also winning Oscars. And Christian Bale, to his credit, has totally owned that and like made fun of himself. When he won the Oscar for The Fighter, he said, like, I'm not going to drop an F-bomb. I think I've done enough of that. And, like, he's become very, like quiet and like he I think he feels really bad about it and has tried to like distance him like confront it but also like he's definitely an artsy guy like he's got a temper but whatever can I can I just say Christian Bale might be the worst John Connor I'm not sure about this I haven't seen three or four yet he's he's playing Batman he's doing this the whole time what did we find down there like that's what he's doing that's the performance Batman versus Terminator Requiem yes I mean I want that movie but that's not the movie there are actual Batman I think they've released like an entire like trade paperback, like a thick yeah. one of Batman versus Terminator oh comics God. or something, or maybe, maybe like Batman versus that. Alien. Oh yeah, uh, they, they've I've read and that. Predator. I'm sure they've I, done. I've all read those. Batman versus Alien, and it's actually really all, fun. All three of those franchises get used in comics all the time, where they're just like, ah, do this. I want that almost as much as I want them to admit that Boss Baby and Storks are in the same universe and have Boss Baby versus Storks Requiem. 
BBVS Requiem. But it's directed by the same guys that did AVP Requiem. Yes. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, but it's directed by Zack Snyder. No, no, I think... No, 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 Zack Snyder will write it. <laughs> the boss baby. <laughs> I, need, I need someone to choose Zack Snyder to write a movie. Not direct it. Just, just write, the, write script. the script. And they give it I to, mean... like, give it to, like, Scorsese or something. He's like, is this? What are you doing to me? No, no, they, they do that, but then they give it to, like... There's, like, a, a really good writer who never directs anything. Aaron Sorkin. Uh, that's exa- actually exactly what I was thinking. And they Aaron Sorkin directed it. They tell Aaron Sorkin oh, to Lord. make it his directorial <laughs> debut. It would He's be... probably directed something by this point. I want nothing. I would love that, though. Oh, my God. He's trying <laughs> to make him... Utter he's trying to make all those, like, walk-in no, 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 talks I gotta, I gotta, out of Zack no, no, Snyder dialogue. They do an adaptation... They do the Wonder Twins... <laughs> Written by Zack Snyder, directed by Aaron Sorkin. What? I'm down. I'm totally down for that movie. (laughs) Okay, so a couple of things I wanted to talk about. Um, So, Britton, you just watched the theatrical cut. I did. Tyler, I believe you've only seen the the extended cut. I believe so, because I had not seen this movie until fairly recently. I've seen it twice in like the last few years, including today. It's funny that this, this... it's almost like 20 minutes of extra footage and there's only really one scene I can distinctly remember as uh-huh. being extra which I guess is a testament like, to the like rest of the footage because it just feels like it melds in pretty yeah, well yeah. Yeah. but there's there's a dream sequence that mm. actually doesn't bother me like most dream sequences <laughs> do where, where uh, Kyle Reese visits her in the hospital and is like hey you need to find John we don't have much time left yeah and then she starts to see the vision in the park with the bomb going off, but it's right before the bomb goes off. Mm. Like, it's a very good scene, and, you know, of course, me loving Kyle yeah, Reese as much yeah. as I do, I'm, I'm just happy to see more Michael Bean. When they make the the Terminator 6, they could have Adam Driver play Kylo Reese. <laughs> Come with me if you want to live. <laughs> or something. They could blow him up, and it could be Kylo Reese pieces. <laughs> what? You know, like like Reese's well, pieces. Why are you not stopping by now? Stop. <laughs> why, are you, why are you stopping me? It's funny that you bring that up. <laughs> no, because... no, no. I'm letting you crash and burn. Le- yeah. Legitimately, I actually was gonna bring this up because Star Wars is a really interesting place to take. You, you mentioned fan service earlier, and I yes. feel like that's gonna come up a lot throughout talking about this franchise, and. Fan service has become a really interesting thing because I feel like it's completely killed Star Wars. Not, in the, I mean, obviously they're still going to make billions of dollars off that franchise, and Disney is going to just yeah. print money. But and people like love Force Awakens. People love Rogue One. Uh, I get yeah. like I, I really enjoy both movies. People don't know how to judge Star Wars movies anymore because of fan service. They're just like yeah, like the and I get I get the complaints about Force Awakens not being original enough. Sure, sure. Story wise, I understand that, but like there's so much stuff where they're just like oh look they did the thing with the X-Wings that's dumb yeah the, and and I feel like it's so the internet is just and, and part of it is because Star Wars I know I'm just randomly talking about Star Wars here I, I just felt like it <laughs> Star Wars oh it's not the first time we've randomly <laughs> broken off into a completely different subject it's not even the first time in the last 20 minutes um but the, oh my god it's really interesting because Star Wars like the the final prequel or Revenge of the Sith came out 2005 Five? right yeah okay um like so that was the internet was not really yeah in full swing at all and then these last two have come out while the internet is just com- like internet yeah. culture has taken over 
and I feel like it's just such oh, every like it's cr- made criticism such a weird place right now yes, for, for these yes. long running franchises. Yes. I mean, it's the same way with with the, these superhero franchises and how the dynamic has gotten so toxic and Absolutely. like everyone's freaking out about it. You know, which one's better? And like, oh, you the you know this our our fran- DC fans are like our franchise is made for the fans and your franchise is formulaic and this. It's just become this whole like yeah. No one can actually just watch a movie. Yeah, and take it. Um, yeah, which is why I'm hoping that Ryan Johnson doing episode eight will kind of yeah. absolve some of that because he's a very unique filmmaker and he's not going to have to close off a franchise or re- regenerate it or re-energize it. He's just going to get to make this. I'm part I'm really excited. Are you telling me he's not going to have to close his own loop? Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, that was good. That was good. Ryan Johnson. No faith in what we make for ourselves. <laughs> But, Remember, everyone, there's no faith on what we make for ourselves. <laughs> also, and, Wait, Joel, and, when did you get here? And we'll, 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 we'd like to do the Star Wars movies at some point. There's really only been one bit of fan service in Rogue One that actually kind of bugged me. Me too. But otherwise, all the fan service has been fine. For I'm me, curious still, if you guys are talking about the same one. Because yeah. I, I really did not have any problems with it. And, and even then, it didn't bother me in such a way that I was like, well, screw this movie. Down a letter grade. But I was like, this oh, is... Oh, yeah, no, no, no. I gave it an F after that. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. There's only been one part where I was like, Alright, you didn't need that. But whatever, like, it didn't stop me. No, No fate but what we make for ourselves. I'm making my own destiny, okay? <laughs> By giving Rogue One an F. And when we, when we do the Star Wars movies, we'll actually dig into that. But I, I completely agree. Like, it's just such a weird place. And I think the last two Star Wars movies were awesome. I love Force Awakens and Rogue One so much. Um, but yeah, it's all a bunch of weirdness. Um, I, 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 I'm going to forget about this, too. In Terminator, I really actually enjoyed all of the John trying to teach the Terminator how to be human moments it was kind of funny i liked it except for him trying to teach him slang that well, well yeah that was kind of i painful. mean isn't that kind of most of it well i really like that's the, where most of the payoff comes in with like i don't know why you cry but i can well that's that's that's, that's the terminator asking him a question that's not john going hey check this thing out that i'm doing <laughs> hey check this out and he starts crying <laughs> water just shoots from his eyes <laughs> Hey, Terminator, let me teach, teach you something radical. <laughs> well, can I just say, like, I feel like it's a double-edged sword. I know you said your favorite thing is that they're subverting expectations and making Arnold the good guy. I feel like that's a double-edged sword, because I see the complaint of, well, you kind of neutered him. Now mm. he can't kill anyone. And it's like, he oh, still does some the, pretty awesome the things. Terminator is no longer a real threat. Yeah, they do. Like, I don't necessarily well, that's, agree that's, with that. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of somewhere in the middle. I that's the not really inherent to making the Terminator a good guy, necessarily. I think you can still... But specifically, John taken, going, you can't kill anyone. It's, it's yeah. because he goes, why not? Fact, I'm a Terminator. It's because of the fact that they added a, a child protagonist, much like Aliens. Um, yeah. <laughs> did I just say James Cameron makes a big deal in the commentary about he did not want to have John like actually firing weapons because he was a child? Yeah. So he's always just handing... Uh, his mother or the Terminator magazines. Yeah. Which I think is a very smart choice. I, I agree. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's... it's. I, I feel like it's specifically because this is what they chose to do with it and have him show up as a kid that that's kind of where that went. I, When I was saying that it's my favorite thing, I'm more specifically talking about just... The Subverting expectations. Of, yeah, yeah, changing yeah, 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 expectations yeah. and making it so that you can have this different dynamic. Yeah. Um, I do agree that... Because I, I feel like the, the no-kill thing is interesting... I don't know that they really follow up enough emotionally with it for it to, to hit that hard. It really mostly, yeah. 
I do really like the scene where he's uh, fire hitting all the cop cars, but not the cops. So that was kind of yeah. cool. Yeah, and it's something that they also didn't have to do it to like preserve the rating because it's still an R-rated movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he also, I mean, of course, he kills people beforehand too. So well, yeah. I, I like it. it. It works more for John's character because that yeah. just shows oh. The future leader of humanity, he has a sense of morality. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so he, okay, humanity's in relatively good hands, assuming this guy actually matures and stops saying and, and stops the, saying uh, terrible '90s slang. And then if it weren't for that, John would just be this punk kid who we wouldn't like very much, because yeah. otherwise he is just like a little delinquent. So for him to still be like, wait, you can't actually kill people. Yeah. I did feel kind of bad for those two guys who thought that John was being like, yeah, assaulted, yeah. and, and that was come, kind of a weird. They come over to try to help him, like, hey, you okay? And he man? immediately starts insulting them. Yeah, yeah. That was all bizarre because I was like, they're li- they're trying to help you because it's it's just a setup so that the Terminator tries to kill them and right and stops them. I really I, I was very genuinely funny when uh, he said something like, "Yeah, did you get that now?" And Terminator goes, "No," <laughs> and it's very dismissive. He's not like, "No, I don't get it." He's like, "No, leave me alone, John Connor." <laughs> Go away. How do we has Arnold's performance improved at all from Terminator One? Because when I was watching it, I thought, I don't necessarily think he became a better actor. I think he became more familiar with being in front of a camera. Yeah. And I think he just is more comfortable with how to, how to be in front of a camera. Not necessarily... More charismatic. More charismatic and a little more a little more controlled, a little more aware. Because in the first one, you can tell he doesn't know what he's doing. He's just like, and now I go here. But in Which this is one, all that's really required. It's, exactly. And in this one, I don't think he suddenly became a great actor. I think he just... He's a little more comfortable in these shoes. He has. He's like, okay, I've been in a bunch of movies now. Um, I, I now get what I'm supposed to do, and I think it. I, I think it. I think it worked. They still didn't ask any anything big of him. All the big emotional scenes they give to Furlong and Hamilton, and he's just there the, as the foil. He is. He is very good with the robotic movements, though. He like is. The, there's just a scene when they're in um, Cyberdyne towards the end, and it's just a wide shot of them walking down the hall, and he's reloading the mm-hmm. the um, uh, the grenade launcher yeah and it's just like just the movement that he does it was like it was very efficient mm-hmm. and it was like oh, okay I feel like he's actually trying to do something yeah, with yeah, the performance yeah. a lot of which probably comes from the fact that he's just he spends so much time just training his body yeah like that he's he has like complete control and that that, yeah. it, that probably does make him a really good like and I think I read somewhere that he trained extensively like to do the shotgun spin, yep. like he like hurt his fingers constantly because he wanted to get it just right. And he apparently there was some magazine, uh, that like some publication in the eighties that praised Terminator One because they're like usually a lot of movies like they don't get the firearm use accurate, but like the Schwarzenegger guy like really nailed it and he yep. really knew what he was doing and that's kind of cool. Huh. Um, I thought it was funny to have a guy as huge as Arnold just shoot guns. It's always been something <laughs> funny to me that like these action franchises were that are built around these like really built dudes are still just them firing a gun yeah well I mean it he does, does depending do on how big the gun is well, you he need does, a guy that oh no size. absolutely but it's just like and which is why I'm glad they're not like Arnold Schwarzenegger with a pistol yeah it's <laughs> it's Arnold Schwarzenegger with a minigun yeah we're yeah. just like demolishing folks um do you yeah. all know about the alternate ending to this movie yes yes I don't think well, I feel like I've apparently it was Cameron's like what he wanted and then he, he argued with uh, one of the directors like Crasser or something over it um so it's set in the future and John is a senator and it's kind of it, it, I believe it's Sarah and she's hanging out in the park right? all, all the narration that's happened throughout the movie is is like it, it ties that up that she's like an old lady in a park talking to her grandchild maybe yeah huh. yeah Which, and John's a senator huh 
And I think that they changed it. One, I think the one of the producers was like, I want to leave it open ended for a sequel. <laughs> yeah. So we just show the open road. But also, I think. No, FIFA will be made for ourselves! But I think they were also going like, well, would John even be a senator? <laughs> like, how is. Uh, oh, they're still. Like, they're still being hunt, hunted by the law. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this, this isn't really fixed. <laughs> they just defeat it. Because it's kind of interesting that all this movie. All this accomplished by this movie narratively is John learns that all this is true. He's reunited with his mom and they beat the other robot. <laughs> like okay. Uh, <laughs> I really liked uh, all the heli helicopter fights. Like even in the future those battles looked awesome. Oh yeah. When they yeah. followed the shot like the turbine engine on that one. That future stuff. It looks great. I love it so yeah. much. Great. And old John kind of just looking out over that field. Not looking like anybody else is going to look in the other movies. Although, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to bring this up. Uh, the, the scars come back into play in mm. future movies. Gotcha. Gotcha. But in dumb ways. What? <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. So. So. Are we actually going to wrap this up? In a I think so. I, mean, I, I don't know if I have any feelings. This is one of the few times where we're like, the I feel like the movie is just just right as far as good enough for us to enjoy it and, yeah. and to, to talk about how good it is a lot, but also to, to have enough it. bad stuff to fuel. We've actually gotten to discuss Quote, unquote, it, yes. bad stuff. Well, it always helps when there's continuity errors because I'll be complaining about that <laughs> for 20 minutes. No, I but somehow we, we managed to get it right I, around an hour, which I, usually yeah. we either, usually if, it's a, if the movie is too good, we end up doing like, yeah, forty minutes. Like we end up, well, we end up rambling for like ten minutes after talking for half an hour. Th this is very Dark Knight to me because Dark Knight was like a great like we we covered everything it was great about it, we discussed it, and like Jurassic Park was like it's awesome. What do you want me to say? We 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 reviewed Jurassic Park better in the other <laughs> Jurassic franchises yeah. podcast because we we didn't realize what we had. Um, <laughs> I and I'm I'm tentatively excited to watch three and four just because I know I'm not they're not gonna be good, but I've never seen them, so I'm gonna have this complete picture. Because uh, after now I've I've seen one and I've seen two which are phenomenal and then I've seen Jennifer which is its own little tree. <laughs> I've seen. I was gonna say I've seen I, I haven't seen the Salvation I've seen Terminator three and I'm not looking forward to watching it again because yeah. it's just so boring. I like Claire Danes <laughs> a lot, but I know I'm gonna have to struggle through. Ty Tyler's been hearing me complain about Genesis and building it up as yep. this horrible nightmare. I'm not. I'm not since I first saw it, even though apparently Cameron See, says it's the natural successor. And I was gonna Arnold's say Arnold's like, oh, it ratchets. I would be interested up. in Genesis. I would be interested in Genesis if they actually made use of um, Matt Smith's yeah talent, but apparently they don't, from what I've, I've heard <laughs> at all. So, like now I'm like, oh, I hate that movie. I really want someone to give him a chance with like as like a legitimate straight up villain because there's a couple. Sure. Of, I, I I don't want to get into Doctor Who here because that's a whole other can of worms. I'm not really that huge of a fan of Doctor Who but oh. Matt Smith had had a couple of episodes where he would he went into that like kind of area where he was playing like more of a villain character and like in yeah. his mind and stuff like that and he's like I'm really interested in, in him in general and so like I really want to see him, see someone actually give him a chance to do something like that instead of yeah. just being like Oh yeah, we're gonna cast him, and he needs he needs another good. It's, it's, he's, we're gonna set him up for movie three. It's gonna be great. 
needs another good vehicle because like Doctor Who was a great uh, vehicle for him, and like the Crown, which was he's fine on that. Oh right, but, he is in the Crown for a little, yeah. yeah, but yeah, he's, he's good. I mean, that just gets stolen out from under him by Lithgow and Claire Foy. Sure, sure. Which I mean, it's not his fault. He's very good. It's just Lithgow on the Crown. It's just like, why yeah. does this work? I yeah, love it. I know it really shouldn't, <laughs> but he's very good, and Claire Foy's fantastic. That's a complete, just totally utterly under, unrelated not, tangent. Yeah. But, that, Next, we're going to do British royalty franchises. We're going to watch The Young Victoria and Elizabeth, The Golden Age. Will I give Genesis an F-? Oh. Tune in next time. See, that's that's interesting to me, because it hasn't your hope already been beaten? I guess you do like Salvation to some extent, right? Oh, I can enjoy Salvation. Yeah. Like, if that's on TV, I'll sit down and watch it. Yeah. It's dumb. It's very, very, very isn't, isn't dumb. Isn't that the only one that Arnold's not in in? Because he's, he's like a picture of him or something, right? I will not okay. spoil it. But he doesn't like have an active role in it the way he does in the other no. four. He himself, as an actor on set, is not there. Gotcha. That would be, Or is he? Wouldn't you have loved if Christian Bale was yelling at him? I was like, what, what do you mean? <laughs> no, Christian's got yelling at me! Batman's yelling at me! <laughs> I'm sorry! George would never yell at me this way! <laughs> He wasn't, he was very nice to me, even though I was freezing him. Even when he was kicking me in the face. <laughs> All he would tell me was that the heat is on. <laughs> and they played that song. The heat is on. Hey, Miss Edward. And this is the sign we need to do letter grades because oh! I've begun to cover Glenn Fry songs as Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh no, we can get some we can get some mileage out of that. Yeah. All right. Then she became the girl from yesterday, <laughs> which would be like Sarah Connor. Anyway. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm giving it a B plus. I'm just, oh, I'm just for forging ahead. It's it's good. I, yeah. that's, that's, not, that's blasphemy in some circles. Yeah, I, I understand. I, it's kind of the same way. Some people legitimately near, consider this one of the greatest movies of all time. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't. I can I totally can't get it. that. It's to me. I have no nostalgia for the Terminator franchise. Right. Um. I just. I. I. Yeah. I have nostalgia for what it. Because like I said this one in the eighties reminds me of being alive in the early nineties. Sure. But I didn't watch the Terminator in the early '90s. But I'm seeing things. I'm like, I remember stuff looked like this yeah. at that time. But it's not. I guess it would be similar to somebody watching like, well, not Mad Men, who grew up in the '60s. Who's like, yeah, I remember that. True. But Mad Men was like, Terminator was actually made in the '90s. Anyway. My experience with Terminator is very weird. Yeah. Because Terminator Three, when I was younger, was the only one that would show up on TV for some reason. Huh. So that's the first one I ever saw. Well, it was the only one that was. It was first. It wasn't rated R. No, it is. It is, really. Salvation and Genesis are PG-13. Oh, oh, wow. Three is, is R. Oh, neat. Huh. But that was the only one I would ever see on TV. So, naturally, I was like, okay, it's, it's a Terminator movie. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. only, like, later on did I find out, oh, it's one of the crap ones. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, like, Salvation, for the longest time, I'm like, I think I might, this might be, like, my second favorite Terminator movie. I don't know. Yeah. And, <laughs> of course, now. Right. Where are you landing on your letter grade for this one? I'm going A-. minus. Yeah. It is still great. Like, my only real problems are those continuity errors and the, the slight yeah, contradiction. Yeah, yeah. As its own piece, it's it's near perfect. Yeah. In terms of just, like, this yeah. giant, blunt, sci-fi 
epic. This, this is an action opera, and yeah. I think, again, as an action opera, it succeeds and far exceeds expectations. It's phenomenal. Yeah. This is this is very similar to me how I felt about Predator. Not it's it's I think I like it a lot more than Predator, the first one, where Predator I was kind of like. I was on. Then I gave that like a B minus or something. C plus. Oh, did I really? Did yep. I go that low? Oh yeah. You were not a fan of Predator. Yeah. And and it's uh, again, I have no nostalgia for that. New yeah. I don't. I don't know why I like Aliens as much as I do because I have. That's another one where I just like completely never watch any of those. Movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think I just think I personally, it's, it's a movie that really appeals to me. Um, but as far as this goes, and I do think obviously I think it's a lot better than Predator. Then I didn't realize I bashed it quite that much. That might be a little, <laughs> a little over the top. I need to but, watch the movie again. Um, but like, I don't know. Based on how much we complained during it, I, yeah, yeah, that's the, that was the mindset I was in. Um, and again, I get it. I understand why these are iconic movies, especially this one. Like, turn, turn, the, it's it's great. It's great. I mean, B plus is not a bad grade at all. Like, that's yeah. I've I've tried to be fairly conservative about just just about the A range. So. Oh, oh, oh! It's the it's the people that that like. Like if you follow if you follow video game reviews at all, if it's like oh everybody's giving this one game a, a nine point five out of ten, somebody gives it an eight, which is still a very good review. Very of course, good. they're highly yeah. high recommendation for, it, and everybody on the internet's like, why did you hate that game? Yeah, it's like it's still an eight out of ten. Yeah, yeah. I I think and and I'm sure good is relative. Okay, and I'm sure for for I don't think you've you've. Britain been been on long enough to to get to this syndrome, but I feel like with both of us, there's probably you could probably point pick and choose r- grades where you're like, you gave that of this, but there's what is wrong with <laughs> oh, you? Oh yeah, yeah, I, Amazing Spider-Man. I give it a B plus. Yeah, <laughs> like people would crucify me because I gave Spider-Man two a B minus and I gave that a B plus. Yeah. yeah, yeah. People would crucify me for that. For this one, I'm gonna go A plus. Oh my Ooh. god! Because, because big spender over here. <laughs> <laughs> I am real close to singing "Big Spender" from Sweet Charity as Arnold. Do it! Hey, big spender! There was no hesitation. The minute you walked in the joint, I could see you were a man of distinction, a real big spender. You were so ready. The moment he was like, "Do it," you you were all right. You, you were waiting on one of us to go. Yeah, go ahead. That was very like showbiz. Like, oh, I couldn't. Go ahead. All right, one more. <laughs> That's why Chicago's my town. Um, so A plus. I am because I I feel like if I gave it an A, that's I I would be like, no, Britain, you love this movie. Huh. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm going A plus. I'd rather I'd I rather be I... too nice. I cannot argue with that in this life. Like, yeah. I, I, that. And this is one that, like I said, I understand the criticisms of it, and I can't argue. Well, unless someone's like, I didn't think the action was good. I'd be like, what's <laughs> wrong with your face? But it, but if I don't know why I'd get that personal with them. But um, <laughs> if if I understand like a lot of the criticism, I have heard of this movie, and I think they're to- of course any opinion is valid anyway. But I really get where that comes from. I just don't share that opinion. I think it just. I do think narratively the first one works a lot better, but this one is just such a crazy rocket ride. It's just it's so insane, and I I'm not a I don't watch a lot of action movies, so when I see a really good one, it really sticks out to me. Like, and there's not a lot of good ones. There's no, no there's not a lot of action movies that, that I'd be interested do, for us to do I, the Die Hard franchise because yeah. people hear I hear a lot of different things about that. I've only seen the first one. Die Courtney. Not good. The first one's great. Yeah. I really like it. But yeah. but yeah, like, and I don't want to be like oh. 
people practical 90s were the best time because practical effects and cgi sure, is sure. the devil like cgi is great yeah, absolutely we, we've talked i think we talked about this last time yeah it, you know the, there, there is something that I, I do miss the abundance of practical effects that we had in the 80s and 90s but regardless a bad effect is a bad effect but if yeah jj and, and chris nolan they're bringing it back yeah, but that's what, that's what i'm saying is that like there's not a lot of I don't want to be like there's not a lot of action movies that do it like that these days. Sure, it's, sure. It's sure. literally there are not a lot of action movies that are that, that do that it. have this period yeah, like the, that. Yeah, that aesthetic and that are, are looks so good and like oh so creative and everything. I, I'm just thinking like compare the the chase scene with John on the little motorbike to the opening chase scene of Quantum of Solace, mm. where it's just like I don't know what's <laughs> happening. Is uh, what? Well, that's that's the thing is it's a, a bad effect is a bad effect. Bad CGI, bad makeup. If it's bad, it's bad. If it's good, it's good. And we're all gonna come quick. Man, that that motion capture on Gollum was incredible. Or man, I loved the the I don't know the CGI they used in Force Awakens or something. And, and likewise, we're gonna go. What were they thinking? A Dragonheart has beautiful CGI from that. That's from the nineties. Um, and likewise, we're gonna go. It was a dumb effect in, in BVS. Like who cares? Like what are you doing? Yep. And Dark Knight has CGI. Like it's not yeah. all practical. So, yeah. I mean, Sure. It's just is if, if what you deliver is of a good quality. No, they actually will... crashed a helicopter in the middle of the city. Knowing Nolan, he would. Yeah. I, I yeah. just I just felt like they were acceptable losses. <laughs> I don't understand. I need, I oh, that's in poor taste. I need... People actually died on. I realized that as I said that, and that was really Wait, bad. Yeah, One of the stun actors did. A stun actor did pass away. away. I'm sorry, I did. Right oh, as I said that, because like, you think about Heath Ledger whenever you, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I was I was gonna say I was gonna say I really I really want psychopathic Christopher Nolan <laughs> who's still be, just like to be, buried to become an impression to just be like a... I mean I just felt like I don't know I was watching Dexter and now I'm the Avenging Angel I just don't understand <laughs> I just I mean overpopulation's a problem I know now he's Australian overpopulation's a problem and I'm taking I care need, of it I need a, a, a like crime thriller uh, Silence of the Lambs style where Christopher <laughs> Nolan is this this serial God. killer and George Lucas is the bumbling detective trying to track him down. And, and Joel, <laughs> Joel Schumacher's the chief of police. <laughs> Hello, George. I, I, I think, so who's... Who, I wait, think maybe... Wait, so is Nolan Hannibal Lecter? I don't know if he'd be Hannibal Lecter no, or, James the, or, Cameron. or the creepy... James Cameron's Hannibal Lecter. The egotistical maniac. Hello, Clarice. <laughs> Christopher, Christopher I'm Nolan. the king of the world. <laughs> Christopher Nolan is a super... A, a weirdly civilized British version of the creepy dude with that, that throws... Buffalo with, Bill. Yeah, 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 yeah. I put some lotion on its skin and that's it gets back again. I don't know. And, and George Lucas is whatever the, the woman's name is. Uh, Clarice. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, well, you do a better Lucas. I don't, I don't remember any of the quotes from them. Dr. Lecter. <laughs> Welcome to Britain's Comedy Cavalcade here on Here Come the Sequel. I just, I, I think maybe he's, he's going to be in, in, that, in that house. We could, we could try, try, try going in that house. He's always All going, right, I'll get you your. He's warrant. always editing his old case files, trying to punch him up, <laughs> adding new like details to him that we didn't care about. I'll call him back up. George, <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure there was a do back during that uh, during that chase during that one bank robbery. Clarice, there's no reason there would be a do back. No, but that's what I always wanted there to be. There's a do back and. Could you add it with the computer? I was actually wearing a beige jacket instead of the standard brown. It doesn't matter. No, but that's what I wanted to wear that day, but it's the cleaners. George, <laughs> shut up! I think that actually was the house we were looking for. 
Who's the girl they throw in the well? Who's the that Nolan captures? Is like yeah. Zack Snyder. <laughs> I want this movie to end very differently. <laughs> I was gonna say like and now <laughs> Christopher Nolan going. I mean, would, would you do me? I, I'd do me. <laughs> I, I was I was gonna think like National Treasure, like Martin Scorsese or something. Or, you know, Marty. I thought, I thought you were gonna say Nicolas Cage. <laughs> What? National Treasure Part 3. He is the National Treasure. I'm gonna get captured by Buffalo Bill. <laughs> he like wears a wig. Oh, hello, Mr. Bill. What's gonna happen now? Oh, Nicolas Cage has an Oscar. He was also nominated for a movie called Adaptation, which... He's amazing in that movie. Like, unironically, it's a brilliant performance. Like, I just want to say that. I want Nicolas Cage to play a Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> in a Zack Snyder adaptation of Terminator. I want to play the Joker in the Suicide Squad, too. <laughs> they just switch He'd be up. better. They don't even, they don't even address it. Nope. Literally just... Here's a different... He's got a receding hairline and nothing left to lose. Just go. Did you just say that in the Joel Schumacher voice? And that's, remember, everybody. Got a receding. Do it. You got a receding hairline. Let's lose. Take us out on a high note, Alex. We can't end this podcast. Until remember, you. everyone. He's got a receding hairline. He's got nothing to lose. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can I get my ringtone? I like how we're slowly developing this 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 like like a menagerie of directors with with like, like very caricatures personalities that are all I've got is Joel Schumacher and that's all I've got I want this my ringtone oh someone's calling me remember everyone <laughs> got a receding hairline oh sorry it's it's this guy he's got a receding okay. hey can you, can you do a Zack Snyder impression have you done that before I don't even know what he sounds like I don't even know what he looks like because I feel like it's not far off I've never seen a picture or heard him I try not to yeah I feel like it's not far off from the the Kevin Smith impression you do, oh, but crazy. but like more worse jock. Oh, <laughs> in my head, he's a dude with jet black hair, board shorts, a Madras shirt, and sunglasses, like that. He's just in his hand. Yes, <laughs> he actually dresses very nice. I, yeah. I know. Yeah, like photos on set have him like. However, if he was wearing all that, it would be like, yeah, that's Zack Snyder. Okay. Like it would not. Be. That's like that's even his the casual Zack Snyder DLC skin. <laughs> For Injustice 2. You can play as Zack Snyder. He's the new character. And, and then he's just beating up Superman and it's a metaphor. I would love nothing. I, I'm going to buy Injustice 2 anyway, but I would love it if Zack Snyder was one of the DLC characters. Yeah, you can also play as like the Huntress and like Atrocitus and Zack Snyder and Scarecrow. You know it'd be great? If you have Batman, like you play as Batman against Zack yeah. Snyder and you're beating him up. And then, like, the end where it's like, finish him. Batman says, you know, I'm willing to break my one rule just for you. <laughs> That's like, no, I get it. It's more like, as you do it. Yeah, it's cool. Because he's more. I'm trying to think. Because the only interview, like, I can remember from is, like, he's like, yeah, man, you know, we, we got, we were like, or like, all, all my comic book friends, they were like, yeah, we gotta, we gotta shoot him right between the eye. That's how he does it in the comics. Like, because he was talking about, like, that, that scene that doesn't make, it's exactly like that. 
where where it's it's very similar well, to, to what I was well, saying. We'll with pull the, up a video right after we're done recording, and then you can work on it. I just I don't work. I on guess that I guess that I, that was closer than what I was expecting. Yeah, I also don't work do. on my impressions; they just happen. <laughs> I just wake up in the middle of, of the night, just talking to someone else, and I don't know I where so I am. You, you just look in, at yourself in the mirror and you see Zack Snyder. I was so hoping you would slip into the Kevin Smith impression. That, I just that's went, exactly. And now I'm a different person. I don't know where I am, and it's crazy. Sometimes I wake up in the morning in the, in the middle of the like, oh, what's going on. And it's just like, I don't know who I am, but not got an impression. So next week, we're doing Terminator 3, Rise Woo! of the Machines. Starring, uh, starring Claire Danes. You can find us... Uh, and Nick Stahl, I guess. On the internet at herecomethesequels.blogspot.com. You can email us at herecomethesequels at gmail.com. And you can tweet us at hctsequels. That's, that's all Reach out. Tell us why we're wrong. Or right. Preferably right. Tell us who your favorite movie buddy is between the three of us. We have a line of Funko Pops coming out soon. You won't have any idea how accurate they are, but they're you coming. You also won't know where to find them. Yeah, but you'll just be in like a Pier One somewhere, <laughs> and there they'll be. It'll be like it'll be placed in a weird place. It won't be in the. Why is this next all the China? That's yeah, weird. It'll, it'll be just sitting on like a, 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 a you know, in in the underwear rack or something. It's it's, it's over there. It's just it's. Just, Oh, there's like a Grecian urn with like a lovely blue print and then just a Funko Pop of a guy named Brighton, I guess. <laughs> what a weird idea. I'm buying it. We will also have DLC packs coming mm -hmm. to Injustice 2. <laughs> yes! Which, which you will also find next to the China in Pure One. <laughs> yeah. All the, like the weird wicker giraffe that I always wanted when I was little. It's inside. It just, it, it appears. This picture us in Injustice 2 is the most amazing. We're just... Oh, my God. Oh, that's a good idea. Woo! No, it's not. <laughs> I think it's good. Thank you for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. Stay rogue, everybody. Sorry, Sorry about, about that. that.